Today's episode of the Black Flag Podcast is brought to you by Evan Orvath of Solero Commerce. We're coming to you live from the Solero Commerce compound as always. And if you want a small business that accepts debit or credit cards, you got to go check them out. Contact Evan Orvath or get in touch with one of us and we'll get you a free second opinion on your current merchant service provider. Do you enjoy listening to us every week? Want to support us even more? Become a friend of the program. Patreon.com slash Black Flag Podcast for just four sixty nine. Nice. Nice. A month. You get 20% off all of our merchandise, exclusive giveaways. You could ask us uh, any questions you may have on our Patreon uh, question segment every week. Or just leave us basically a virtual tip in our virtual tip jar. Become a friend of the program again today. That's Patreon.com slash Black Flag Podcast. Lastly, do you like playing with toy cars and telling your significant other that they're collectibles? Do you enjoy badass memorabilia of grown-ass men who are more successful than you? Well, after doing what Bradley and Bobby just told you to do, head on over to CircleBDieCast.com for all your diecast needs and merchandise, and be sure to use promo code BFP123 for $5 off purchases over $30. And one last thing before we get started, we'd like to give a shout-out to the Graphics Coop, Any Racing News, and Danny Eugene Photography for all their support. Brad Keselowski is going to be showing the black flag. It's the Black Flag Podcast. Every fucking week. Fuck, I hate my fucking job. Race analysis. Yeah, we're only girls pool here, so. Maggie forgets that if they changed the rules and took the champion's provisional away, he wouldn't have been able to race the last two years. So, uh, occasional alcohol consumption. Uh, Jimmy Johnson is on pit road because I think he's the leader. And calling people on their shit. It refrains me from not beating the shit out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. This week's Black Flag Podcast is now in session. Hey, we actually out we beat him so it's all good uh. all right boys and girls this is gonna be episode 187 yep 187 of the black flag podcast as always i am charlie sanborn that's at c sanborn iii to my left is bradley saucer that's at b sauce 96 and to his left is going to be flappy bird extraordinaire himself that's bobby timmons that's at bobby timmons 13 on all things social media together we are at black flag pod uh, on all things social media, that's for the Black Flag Podcast. More importantly, like Bobby said earlier, head on over to Patreon, look up the Black Flag Podcast, and, uh, well, spend your money. But So we redid the uh, advertisement intros before the show tonight, and if you could have been a fly on the wall for how much <laughs> the three of us struggled to spit those out. Charlie nailed his. Uh, yeah. Brad and I, on the other hand. <clears throat> uh, yeah, talking uh, not a strong suit. Uh, it's a good thing that this is a visual program. So, um, wait a minute. The one that, we do have faces for radio. The one that we—that's true. <laughs> the one that we uh, had previously. I had just sat down, and obviously there was uh, today's episode. Yeah, very, today's episode. Very enthusiastic. Came out of the gates hot. <laughs> very enthusiastic. Straight to a Monday that was kind of like a one, uh, Monday today, where uh, there was a whole lot of struggle, Oof. and uh, I was on, that and was then well. got hit by the bus. So um, it was uh, today's, and then it was. Is it also brought to you by Circle B This and Probably that. BFV one two three. Yeah, and You're so getting all levels of Brad. At the <laughs> yeah, of the so show. we did. It was a roller coaster of emotions. So we had to redo that. We've been talking about doing it for a while. So, um, but yeah, it, it is. Uh, it's tough because you you think about what you want to say, but then you overthink about what you want to say, and then it just comes out in cursive, and you're like, well, that doesn't make any sense. That and Charlie's like, well, why don't you just write it down and read it? I'm like, oh, that's going to take too long. And then we proceeded to screw it up five times, where Charlie just wrote his down and nailed it the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that did happen. So. Uh, that, that'll happen on the uh, the bigger jobs, as they say. But They uh, do say that. Anyways. Uh, anyways, this is episode 187, uh, Sid the Kid himself, number 87. Yep. Uh, Bradley would be a... Happy with that one, but uh, ra- uh, weekend full of racing. I was uh, thinking Rob Gronkowski, and I'm glad you were thinking Sidney Crosby. Neither one of them race cars. Travis Kelsey, that is true. also a prolific race true. car driver. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a number 87 for race cars. Yeah, Crosby. Uh, 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 maybe Joe Nebichek. Well, uh, fucking brick. Yeah. 
the back fucking in the day. Bell South car. Oh, yeah. yeah. Brick. I'm actually Did you know you say brick. I'm gonna yeah, yeah. I'm gonna text Woody right now and ask him. That way I have it ready because he, he always he always will snap me live the from the Solero Commerce compound texting Woody Pitcat. He always will be like this guy, this guy, this guy. Is he still Woody. concussed? Probably. Um, we ought to send him to his doctor. Diagnosed <laughs> yeah. with a neck injury. Yeah, at least he'll be able to race a fucking Thompson <laughs> this weekend. That was yeah. uh, Tua, that was pretty gruesome. T- yeah, Tua should not have even gone. I've said this a couple times in front of Brad, but he should have never even gone back in the first game, let yeah. alone start the second game. Yeah. And now the yeah. boy's a jellyfish. Yeah, um, I don't know that I've ever seen the fingers do... Like, I've seen, like, people obviously, like, lose the motions of their... The extremity thing was that fucking was, nuts. It looked like he, all of his fingers were broken. Like, they, they weren't just, like, oh, oh, in different directions. No, they were, like, looking like they were fucking yeah. doing an L. He was trying to do the... One of my big uh, dipper all at once, I think, with his one fingers. of my weapons of this week. I've got a few of them this week. One of them was uh, the Miami Dolphins uh, non-biased neurotrauma consultant that was immediately fired. Uh, Why? Upon, what happened upon the NFL's investigation of how badly he botched the to his first diagnosis? Huh. Okay, so I'm no gynecologist by any means, nor am I. A, a, you know a cunt when you see one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, nor am I a, a neuro fucking doctor transmitter. Um, but <laughs> you you can watch the video, and the boy looks like a newborn giraffe after he gets fucking rocked the first time, and then the guy just like covers his eyes up. He's like, "No, it's fine." Well, newborn giraffes don't seem like they come out of the womb concussed. I just I didn't understand that at all. They're like, "No, nah, he's fine." It's like it, maybe uh, clearly I, he's not. Maybe he identifies as a newborn giraffe. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Does he get to just eat trees in class? Is that what they do? They I just fuck they around eat, and eat trees? I think they eat. Like, like from the fucking bottom? They just gnaw on trees know. and like the rainforest is falling down now because giraffes are just fucking pecking at them? Common misconception that uh, giraffes have long necks to eat the tops of trees. No, it's so that they can fuck. This show is completely <laughs> off the rails already. It's I'm a mating so thing. confused. Yeah, they, what, have the you ever neck seen, thing? Have you ever seen fucking giraffes go Do they it? have different sized necks? Google it. They fucking. I'm not googling giraffe <laughs> porn. <laughs> they they <laughs> shit whip their necks at each other. It's wild. Wait, Pow! what? Yeah, I'm telling you, that's that's the like, hey bitch, you want to go at it and fucking yeah, fucking whips his neck into it. Then she's like, mount me right now. That's, <laughs> I that's what giraffes do. I'm gonna try that to Abby later. <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine <laughs> put, put that, that away. Would be, <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine that that would be comfortable uh, at all. Well, um, I, I I can't imagine having a fucking twelve foot long neck is very comfortable to begin with. But well, if you don't know no different. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Just thinking about how that would work with a human, but uh, I feel like you'd probably just end up in the ER. You're the Naruto kid, just fucking. No, you'd just, have an awkward boner. No, but you know how there is like <laughs> cartoon porn that's like spoof of real. Po- I'm sorry, that it's like c- spoofs of real cartoons. But no, Bob, porn. where do I find that? <laughs> now all I can think of is just <laughs> xhamster.com is black, black slash back, black flag podcast. <laughs> now all I can think about is Jeffrey the Giraffe from Toys R Us. Just fucking another giraffe, but oh, in cartoon form. That's why they all closed down. Fucking Jeffrey was getting wild in aisle seven. <laughs> <laughs> Just knocking all the shit off. The <laughs> Hornier than a two-peckered billy goat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. Went in there for fucking Beyblades. I and feel- <laughs> fucking, uh, Jeffrey was letting him rip with his neck. <laughs> I feel like we need to just like stop and do like a, a pause real quick. Just try it again. <laughs> just, just start <laughs> over. <laughs> Woody texted me back finally. Joey Ferrigno, SK Light, and Damian Pilardi, 87 Limited at Stafford. Oh, yeah. yeah maybe. Yeah. 
It's just oh, not a Colby. good. Just one of the Colbys. Nah, it's just not a good <laughs> racing number. <laughs> it's, it's, okay. It looks. It, <laughs> sorry, you are wrong. I just. <laughs> I just uh, didn't care for your answer. <laughs> I love when sports series cars wins the fucking Mad Bomber race. Anyway, um, so. Racing did happen this A lot weekend. of racing happened this We weekend. had the Milk Bowl, we had Riverside, and we had Lee USA Speedway, where Joe Bassett and team were gracious enough to let Bradley and I uh, get into the uh, the camping area and, and set up camp there. And uh, I think we both froze our fucking balls off the first night, correct? Because neither of us know how the heat works in our, in yeah. our particular <laughs> campers. So I've, I've never... Uh... I've never the high dat is never usually excessively warm. <laughs> I've never owned a camper before, nor have I really spent much time inside of a camper. Um, that makes two of us. Yeah, um, when your house gets foreclosed on as a kid, you don't really have time for or money for uh, extracurricular activities. So campers weren't really uh, on the docket, and so I just have now a very nice camper that I probably uh, shouldn't have, and um, yeah, didn't know how the heat works. Kind of just assumed um, that. The heat would run off, you know, if the generator was on, the heat would also turn on. Um, just kind of made sense. Everything else is powered by the generator. Uh, that is not the case. Woke up and I could see my breath on uh, on Friday morning. Or no, well, yeah, so it was Friday morning. It was the first time I stayed. Um, I planned on going and setting everything up, coming back home, taking a full-on sleep, and then going back to work. Uh, and then I ended up at a fire with uh, a lot of the Seekonk regulars and I looked down and it was 1230 and I was like, holy fuck, I have to be to work in six hours. So I'm going to go to bed. Uh, fell asleep for two hours, woke up freezing cold, fucking could see my breath. Same exact thing happened Friday night because uh, I didn't realize that the, um, heat would just run off the propane, which I didn't, I, it makes sense because houses run off propane, uh, which Amanda was so elegantly, you know, just making fun of me, like usual I Seems guess. Reasonable. but but the, the, my thought was it's a small unit right it's a smaller propane tank why would why would it just use the propane when it has the electric electricity fucking from the generator everything else is being run off of it i was like ah, it just kind of makes sense because the little heater thing on the top powers ac kind of just assume maybe they would both heaters, maybe they'd uh, both fucking you know go off the generator that's not the case woke up freezing cold found out that it was the propane thing uh next night woke up and was absolutely sweating and it was 90 degrees that's so, good because uh, i'm an absolute little bitch when it comes to cold weather and i, I do not want to freeze this weekend I don't, yeah i don't, I don't know that you'll be uh, i don't do be cold right. but uh much like bradley uh we have a nice 1994 columbus thor out there <laughs> fucking uh does the job goes from a to b um, the, the electricity works, the generator is spotty at times. So we just bring the, uh, like the external generator, like you would for the, the race car trailer. And, uh, we just hook up to shore power and, uh, everything works except for the fucking heat. And, uh, apparently the propane on ours runs the heat, the fridge and the hot water. That's what I was going for. Um, of which when you don't know how to work the propane at all you have no heat you have very cold water and your fridge doesn't work so um hitting for the cycle yeah we'll have that on the mega much uh much when we found that out uh joe gave us a nice little space heater warmed the place up pretty quickly actually um almost kind of blasted us out of it to be honest and uh from there uh still got to figure that out so uh yeah i I I don't like being cold i was just glad that i showed up and uh i the, the toilet was broken, the fridge was broken, the heat didn't work, and um, when I woke up Friday morning, I was like, holy shit, it's only going to get colder, I'm going to be at Thompson for fucking four, five nights, that's going to be kind of brutal if I don't have heat. 
Um, and then I was able to fix the, the toilet, the fridge, and the heat. Um, the hot water is still kind of a problem. But that, you know, you got to... Baby Small steps. victories. Baby Small steps. Victories. We didn't take two steps forward and one step back. We just took three steps forward, and we're still kind of not completely there yet. But we'll get there, and um, in our worst case, find a Planet Fitness. I'm sure there's one right down the road from Thompson. Yeah, and uh, I know there's not, but that's fine. Well, uh, Thunder there's Road was started the. the uh, Thompson. I think Thunder Road started on Friday, right? That was a three day show. Yeah, correct? that was the pass. Uh, passing pass mods and big block supers, and they probably had stonks and yeah. While that was happening, the three of us were over at Bartlett Bridge Raceway for championship night. And uh, I think everything went half-ass smooth, right? Nah. I mean, other than the, that one deal that took like 11.5 restarts. but Yeah, the senior sportsman class is just absolutely ridiculous to, to try to be an official for. And it's no one in particular. I, uh, I did throw uh, one little buddy off before they even got a lap in, but when you drive multiple people through the infield tires on multiple occasions before even getting a lap in that is how you earn an early exit out of the race when i am the race director that seems fair to me yeah that, that makes sense cost, Checks out pretty much cost logan martell any chance at a championship because it cleaned both of them out and uh, the way we do it it's if you're involved in the caution you go to the back you know sometimes it's unlucky and in logan's case he just was the unlucky victim that Got ran into the infield tires and pushed the uh, pile of tires onto the racetrack. That was the reason for the yellow. And like I said, you know, if you're part of the yellow, you go to the rear. Um, which that sucked. You know, you I I I did my best to tr not know what the point battles were coming down to, so that it didn't alter or affect the way I made calls. But I worked there all year. You kind of know. You kind of know who's who's leading points and who's. Uh, Who's in the cha uh, championship hunt? So it was uh, it was definitely a bummer of a call. You don't really want to be the reason you take or affect a championship, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just did the exact same thing at the same time, and I think we both thought we were going to speak, but we didn't. But yeah, no. Other than that, I mean, uh, senior sportsman was really the only, I think, real problem, I guess. On uh, there's just too Friday, many, but... just too many go karts. <clears throat> yeah, there was, there. I think it was there nineteen was like... started the race. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and the track is what a tenth of a mile. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, not but even. Otherwise, that I mean that wraps up the champion or the uh, points races. But we got uh, they're, they're gonna be running the next three weeks, I, I believe. Think, think so. Yeah, at least the next three. Um, be interesting to see how it goes without any of us there this Friday, where all of us are kind of taking off for Thompson or or doing other shit. Um, and yeah, I don't blame them. It's their racetrack, and they want to have a show, so they're gonna. Uh, they're high. What was it when the NFL refs like went on strike and they had <laughs> yeah, the, the replacement uh, refs. replacements? Yeah, yeah, they're gonna have the replacements there this week. So yeah, maybe yeah. they'll do a better job than we do, and we'll lose our jobs. No, well, that would tough. free up a lot of Friday nights. <laughs> it would also hurt my bank account. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also true. Yeah, that yeah, we be. don't do it for free. If anybody was wondering, yeah. crossed my mind. Sick. I was like, well, I'm not racing Thompson this weekend. Maybe I go work Marlowe Friday, get a quick little little paycheck before I go. No, I'm going Thompson Friday. But yeah, yeah, I. uh I, I just this whole weekend was like as fun as it was just the fact I already took Friday off from work for Thompson like a month and a half ago and I'm just looking just looking forward to the World Series the World Series is always such a blast the last real big event um, not to bash Waterford's finale the next weekend but I feel like everyone comes out of the woodwork for the Thompson World Series so um, but yeah after uh, after the go-karts we convoyed our way down to uh, to Lee we want to touch on Thunder Road Friday night ordeals. Oh yeah, a little bit. I think a lot went on. Yeah, yeah. Why? What happened, Bob? <laughs> well, I'll uh, I'll I'll make the 
or I'll talk about this just because I'm the super modified guy. In the big box super modified feature, Dan Bose was overlapping Danny Connors. And if you're used to watching full fender mirror spotter type racing, it looked pretty bad. Dan couldn't get around Connors to overlap him, ended up jumping his right rear wheel and absolutely demolishing his race car, uh, hitting the wall twice. Um, David Oliver says they look like plane crashes when Supermodified's crashed, and this looked like a plane crash. The wing was on backwards, right front, non-exist anymore, and, you know, got the old double hook. And I saw quite a few people were bashing Danny Connors for basically not getting out of the way. Well, in Supermodified racing, we kind of do it differently. Isma doesn't even use the passing flag. It basically, short story long, uh, in the 80s, my dad was a rookie getting overlapped. The leader ran him over. In the driver's meeting next week, the officials were bitching about the lap cars and a dri- one other driver back then, Howie Brown, um, I believe he's in the near Hall of Fame, said, you know, we're super modified drivers. Um, if we're leading the race, we ought to be good enough to get by the lap cars without your help. Take that passing flag and shove it up your ass. So they abolished the passing flag in Isma in the 80s. Um, in the 350 Supers now, it's kind of like a gentleman's agreement where we all know if we get the passing flag, that's just leaders are coming but nobody slows down nobody pulls over you, you don't know you know and, and even yesterday i'm leading at lee they give mo Latimer the passing flag i'm a straightaway behind him he slows down starts running the bottom waves me by granted it doesn't really much matter for him but he lost ground on the cars he was racing and i told him that and he was kind of pissed he's like well fuck I, I thought you were a lot closer than that so so super modifieds you know the passing flag really does it's it, it it doesn't really mean anything. I know I personally, when I see it, I go, hey, okay, cool. Um, you know, where we have no mirrors, you have no spotters, you have to, what we call, show them a wheel, which means you need to be at least 50% of the way by a guy or more before we know you're there. And unfortunately for Dan Bose, he never really got there to establish position on Dan Connors. So Dan Connors is just running his race. You know, he was fighting with Russ Wood and Nick Sweet for position. Um, it was just a shit deal, and you know I I hate it for Dan Bose. He's a super nice kid. Him and his dad work real hard, have real nice stuff. But I also hate seeing the people that were kind of clowning on Danny Connors. You know he's a an established super modified driver. He's won at Oswego. Um, you know, kind of hated seeing people clown on him because he really didn't deserve it. I don't think. Yeah, that wasn't the only uh, drama that uh, went on at Thunder Road. I believe we uh, we were in the booth. We were watching, trying to uh, tune in periodically and uh, see what was going on there because uh, obviously they had a pretty stout field of pass cars missed the whole pass mod race i know that spencer morris picked up the win there so congrats to him but um seemed like that there wasn't a ton of controversy in that one but um i uh reading through the socials afterwards i i saw actually i had a couple um thunder road regulars that just know our show that were uh cheering for max cookson and they were keeping me updated and uh they're like yeah cook you just took the lead like you know he's he's driving away and like i wasn't even able to respond but they were just talking to themselves in my messages and um they were like yeah yeah cookie like he's pulling away like he's gonna get the win he's gonna get the win and then like uh, I get the message that he got dumped by Gabe Brown um and then uh was looking through the socials and i guess uh dj shaw and uh eddie mcdonald got into each other and uh, so i watched i watched the highlights of the race on my way to either groveton or lee i don't remember this whole weekend's a blur um yeah it looked like D- uh, eddie was just not happy with the way dj may have raced him i didn't show anything leading up to it it just showed eddie crossed him over coming out of four and went into one and made sure that dj was no longer able to continue and i think took himself out too um yeah definitely looked intentional for sure you know eddie's too good of a race car driver to make that kind of mistake it appeared to be one of those well if i'm not gonna win then you certainly aren't gonna win either. can't win the show if you can't win the show wreck someone who can yep 
Yeah, uh, don't I, do that. Not to mention, I, uh, I haven't seen that. Uh, I haven't seen the replay on that one, but that's going to be interesting coming to uh, a scary, fast fucking track at uh, Thompson, where those guys tend to dominate. So, well, uh, and I think they're they're both good them. enough, and they're both mature enough. They did I, they did talk after the race. You know, there was a conversation, so I assume that's probably the end of it. And I and like I said, both of them are mature enough and good enough to know that Thompson ain't the place to settle the score. Yeah, you know. Uh, also, not to mention, uh, Jake Matheson needs a new race car. Yeah. Yes. Rest in peace to the 52 car. That was fucking egregious. We've had, uh, I think it was just last week, we talked about how basically um, if you f- run somebody into the fence and they almost flip, you're an automatic nominee for weapon of the week. And I hate to, I'm pretty good friends with Joey Pastore, and I don't want to shit on him too bad, but he did just absolutely Widowmaker the 52 for third coming to the checkered. <laughs> he did. And I, I was watching the last three laps of that race or so i didn't really get to tune in for the whole thing and uh missed the gay brian incident no, i didn't see that one or the uh, dj shot one but i was watching this and uh matson was out there he was getting runs he was get, leaving him plenty of room and um i think coming to two to go uh joey got a little bit off the bottom looked like he was going to plant him there and uh made a little bit of contact but they both kept on going and so then coming to the checkered they, they're kind of out of out of the frame they come in and uh, all of a sudden uh, jake matson's on his side and then parks a thing in the turn one wall and uh yeah needs a whole new race car so that sucks for him that's uh he's been been having some pretty solid runs and to have one of those taken away like that it's uh it's pretty brutal yeah if there's one to do that to uh jake matheson isn't really the kid to do it he's a pretty pretty nice fella uh they are low budget as low budget you can get running super late models so like we hate to see that that team needs a new race car yeah the uh, the gabe brown and the max incident i watched that just one of those deals where the crime didn't fit the punishment um, or didn't warrant the punishment. They were racing hard. They both race really hard. Both of them kind of have a reputation for racing hard. I like both of them. Um, I would like to see Gabe Brown just not run into every car he passes, but in the highlight video, every car he passed, he ran into. <clears throat> he gets by, cooks him for the lead, used him up to get by him for the lead, and um, drove away early, but Max hawked him back down. And Gabe moved up to the second groove and was running the top groove. And Max got all the way up underneath him. And then Gabe decided he wanted the one and a half groove or even the one groove with Max underneath him. They made contact out of four. Gabe got sideways and smoke rolling off the rear tires. So you know he didn't lift and just was hammering to the infield. And Max basically said, I'm not lifting either. And he's going to go take the lead back. He had the best car. He had the dominant car. And, and, uh, Washed him up getting into one. They they beat and banged off the backstretch, and Max cleared him, and they went down into three, and Gabe just turned him, just parked him, drove right in the back of him and spun him out. And like I said, I don't really think – I think when when Max cleared him, at, at that point I think they were even. Yeah. And and that should have really been the end of it. You know, Gabe – they both got interviewed by Flow Racing um, after the race, and, and Max was good. He didn't really say anything, kind of took the professional route, and, and Gabe – Gabe took blame, and, but he said, you know, I really hated it. It cost my guys a, a second-place run, and it's like, you're in control. Yeah, your guys weren't driving the race car. You're, you got the steering wheel. You got the pedals. Like, I know none of us like to lose, but second place, coming from somebody who finished second a lot this year, is way better than, than third, fourth, fifth on back. So you just got to use your head there a little more and, and think a little bit big picture. You're not going to win every race. Well, I, I, uh, the whole incident, neither of them were innocent. No, neither of them weren't guilty of something, but just like you said, I don't think the punishment fit the crime. Um, you know, they were even. You know, once they kind of got things settled out, and then Gabe just took it upon himself. 
and now we're talking about it. And that's a some point in time you got to have some sort of I, I mean i'm guilty of this myself too i have done some egregious shit under yellow during race yeah, conditions i think all of us can say we've put our helmets on backwards before we've all done it before i watched, um, I watched charlie get into someone else's car to go wreck someone one time <laughs> so that <laughs> to be fair the owner of the race car that i was driving told me to wreck the person that i was going to go wreck <laughs> that's yeah <laughs> i did that's it. hard to argue with <laughs> no but that was pretty fucking uh that's that's something that's, that's not something everyone else has done <laughs> that is true uh but no there there's a point where you got to have some self-reflection and i know that that's the pot calling call the kettle black when it comes out of my <laughs> mouth but um there's a point of self-reflection that you got to have where it's just like all right is is the drama and controversy worth it where like bobby said you could have just come home with a second place yeah and i didn't think that watching that back that i mean maybe something happened earlier in the day but um the what ended up happening where, where gabe you know goes down and, and dumps max i think that what max was doing trying to get to the bottom i don't think max really did anything wrong there uh, like bobby said gabe just kind of came down and decided that he wanted the one and a half groove and um you know they made made a little bit of contact but i thought max was in there clean and uh was kind of pretty much passed him pretty clean uh especially at thunder road when uh you know gabe was running the outside there and max had preferred position but yeah just went down the corner dumped him and uh they are they are two very young very aggressive knuckleheads knuckleheads <laughs> and um they both have an incredible opportunity with the equipment that they have the support that they have behind them um and this is coming from somebody who's about to turn 30 who would kill to be in their position even now let alone when i was half of my age um just take a step back just take a step back you know 10 15 years from now we're going to be talking about them being you know the guys in their time and just take a step back chill out relax just like bobby said seconds better than you know wrecked race cars and you know shitty interviews on yeah, flow hurt feelings and well the that, and gabe's uh, interview wasn't even really shitty it just you know like i said it stood out to me that it, you know oh, i just are, I really cost my guys and it's like yeah you, you did you're yeah. in control of the race car but you I, I, can I think that was important, though, is that his uh, his interview he did he just said you know I cost my guys this and it yeah. wasn't it wasn't you know him being pissed he, he like you said basically took the blame so yeah. Uh, but yeah that was that was big but that also uh, big points implications at uh, Thunder Road where uh, I believe Ryan Coon went into the the night as the point leader um, and then he you know with uh, everyone else's misfortune he capitalizes on it parks the thing in victory lane and. Uh, now should have a pretty solid point lead. I don't know. I don't follow the past standings that often, but I'm sure that, uh, you know, the next handful of races that uh, he I knew has... Eddie, Eddie was up there, but he had a bad 250 and then obviously crashed out of the other night, so that might have pretty much eliminated him. I don't think DJ's run every race. Johnny, I'm sure Johnny's in the mix, but I didn't see him even. I don't think Johnny's run every race either. He's, He's... Yeah, I don't know. He missed, what was it, Loudon or something? Yeah, he might not even have been at Thunder Road the other night because I don't yeah. remember seeing him. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't didn't see him, so I don't know what happened with him at Thunder Road. But yeah, I mean, like, Coon's got to be up there. Like points uh, wise, it's got to be Coon. <clears throat> I don't know. Does Dan Winter run every race like he did last year? Yeah, yeah. I believe so. Yeah, Johnny wasn't even at Thunder Road, so so but, uh, so uh, Coon. I remember one thing that really sticks out is that he was going to win at fucking Stafford before he ended up parking the thing in the wall, destroying his race car. Um, so and so that's obviously a DNF that uh, if that had gone his way, he would have been. Uh, it's still relatively close. You've got uh, Ryan has a twenty point lead over Eddie, and Eddie has ten points over Gabe. Um, so Eddie's run every race then. Yeah, DJ is f- fourth. These are not updated since Thunder Road. I don't. Uh, th- uh, how many people have run every race? Maybe they are. They said Johnny uh, 
It's right now four, but it has Johnny Clark listed as running every race. And maybe there's a drop that gets factored into. I don't actually, know. Actually, yeah, didn't yeah, they is. say that? Yeah, because yeah. of the because of the reschedule, they, everybody gets one drop. Right, yeah. right. So there's only been four cars that have run every race according to Pass's website, and that's Ryan, uh, Eddie, Gabe, and Johnny. DJ missed one, but DJ's ahead of Johnny by 16 points. Huh. So pretty tight battle going into uh, Thompson. Where when you think of Thompson, I mean, for me, I think of Eddie McDonald and DJ Shaw. Kind yeah, of pretty sure DJ's show. won the last two or three times they've yeah, gone yeah. there. DJ's usually really, really strong there. They usually put on a pretty good show, but you know, Coons fast wherever he goes, and uh, I'm sure that he probably has a lot of experience in like a place like Waterford where they're going to wrap up their their uh, season. But I, I think that it'd be uh, be pretty badass if you know even Coon just walks out of Thompson with a third, loses a couple of points, and it's a really tight battle going into Waterford that last race and uh, mean a whole lot more. So that'll be cool to see, but. Uh, yeah, Thunder Road. I think that was uh, a little bit everything that, you know, uh, at least I can remember. I only really watched the Super Late Model portion of that deal, but, um, yeah, the we Charlie and I just made our way to Lee that night and missed all the races, unfortunately. Uh, they seemed like they got their show wrapped up pretty quick. We got there at about 11, 11.15, and everything was all over. Yeah, so. On Lee, like, they, uh, <clears throat> they ended kind of on time, if not early. Yeah, yeah, so uh, they did a good job there. They had a lot of bang-bangers racing. Um, I know... Dave Cameron picked up the victory and uh, a lot of rev chip hitting in the area. <laughs> yeah, won the uh, Dave won the championship. Picked that up. Had a sweet trophy. He was parked next to us in the camper lot. He uh, walked I over with the trophy. Massive. Yeah, massive. And it had a uh, the trophy you know, game was big at Lee this week. Had our logo and I believe uh, Hoosier Tire jumped on board to uh, co-sponsor the trophies. So they had a uh, sick awesome uh, little witch yep. on top. <laughs> yep. Pretty cool. witch riding a broom. Pretty cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, no, trophy game on point for sure. I assume it was a uh, uh, Steve Perry. They looked very Steve yeah, Perry, uh, mainly mainly were. awards type-ish. Uh, no, Friday Friday was uh, good. We got all set up. And then, like you said, Saturday we were uh, – my favorite part about going to the three-day events, uh, especially at a place like Lee where, again, those that don't know, Lee is right next to a – nudist colony cedar yeah. waters nudist park and when we say nudist colony it quite literally is a bunch of naked people in a little colony as, next as to opposed trail. to what else i don't know uh but because of that <laughs> you can't fire motors until noon so when you wake up at seven and because you, you can see your breath and your nose is cold you got a few hours to kind of fuck off and have nothing to do and nothing planned and it's awesome is and that's the, my favorite favorite thing ever is the motor firing rule because of the nudist park just a town ordinance in general yeah, I, I blame it on the nuts I was gonna say it'd be uh be a lot cooler th- if it was just specifically because of like the like why would that be though you know the nudist park you wake up you know the, what do they what are they just like sleeping like fucking huts or something? I just don't know. Ass naked. <laughs> I right, like if we, you thought you guys were cold, think well, of them. Well, that, that's up. what I'm saying. Like, oh, are they still naked even well, that, when it's thirty out? Like, are up. they just getting their mail with their fucking balls I'm guess in the their park? Throat? Probably shuts down. That that hurts my fucking theory because I was I think thinking people live there, don't they? I think that the reason Let's why call them right now and find out. I think mm-hmm. that the reason why they can't fire a motor until noon is because when the nudists wake up with morning wood, then the motors get fired. It tickles them where they pee, and then they just come. And then if you come on someone, that's assault. So, <laughs> so the that's risk, my theory. The, but is the it, race is, cars are responsible for sexual assault? Is yeah. it still is, <laughs> yeah. is coming on someone still assault if everyone agrees to be naked? I don't think that you. Yes, are that's you like sure? if I spit on you right now, that's assault. <laughs> But we agreed to. <laughs> but we're all have wearing clothes. clothes on. Yeah. This, not, not, no, not we'll table I, that. Not if I want you to spit on me. Yeah. Yeah. Call, call I mean, me worthless. <laughs> if the Pull my fucking hair. <laughs> if the uh, my fucking ass. 
Yeah, if if you just if right you, my fucking you let off, baby. All right, if you let off a stray bullet and it hits someone, just because you heard a fucking super late model hit the chip coming out of. I, I guess three. a stray bullet still is manslaughter. So if you accidentally come on someone, that is assault. Yeah. See, that's huh. why you can't fire the motors till noon. You got to let the mortar also be a form of manslaughter. Yeah. You're killing people with your cum shot, Bob. People in their earliest stages. What do you got? Fucking bird shot in there? <laughs> what are you? Fifteen? <laughs> Ooh. Uh, wow. Yeah. Nudist colonies. Anyways, those are cool. So, do you? Is it like a camping resort? Like you go and you have to check Why in. Why are you asking us? Like we I'm, know. I'm oh, curious. I don't know. We're do you, brainstorming. I've never nuded <laughs> with public. <laughs> is there a front office with like I don't know Beatrice who's just fucking tits out? Is that just how? Your five dollars for a camping bath? Isn't that just how? does how, this work? Isn't that just how fucking France is at all times? If I don't go to the beach so, and they're just ass naked. In Brad's case, if bush. you deliver your nail, do you have to be naked? Um. Yeah, actually, that's that is uh, that is in the employee handbook. When <laughs> you show up to Cedar Hill <laughs> Waters, like specific. nudist, you show up fully dressed in your postal uniform. You park it at the end of the road. You walk <laughs> down to the end. You take off all of your clothes and you give everyone their. their I don't mail. think it's like no clothes allowed. Right, I just it's think it's, like, it's acceptable to be naked. Right? Oh well, that's fucking terrible. Because you know that the only people that want to be naked are people that shouldn't be Absolutely naked. Absolutely should not. That's be naked. why we don't nude at the nudist colony. <laughs> Maybe we should. Maybe, Maybe let's, we should. let's just do it as some For Patreon science. content. Let's Actually, no, we're gonna make an OnlyFans, and we're gonna every no, time you know we go what to we're gonna Lee, do, we're gonna stop at the Cedar. Hills we're gonna go to the general park. store. Whoever loses this fucking NASCAR race pool, we're gonna go to the Thank general God. store, completely clothed in driver gear with a helmet at the <laughs> nudist colony. Yeah, I think that I, I don't want to drive that far for this stupid challenge. Oh, you'd rather should. get on a fucking plane and go to Grandview? <laughs> Ooh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is the plane taking us directly to Grandview? Yeah, it's going to land on the roof. It's actually a personal helicopter. Right, I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Um, what were we talking about? Other Lee than Speedway nude. on Saturday. Oh, yeah. So uh, The nudists that drive the four bears. <clears throat> so we, we woke up. <laughs> it is very, very neat, like Charlie was saying, when you wake up and you have nothing to do for a while. So I actually uh, I woke up and... We uh, moseyed on over to Walmart. I got a Roku TV. Got the whole camper cleaned out. I was fucking laying there watching college foosball. We were drinking some fucking Sam Adams fucking doohickeys. Oh, and, you uh, got that Jacko whatever. Yeah. Fucking incredible. I'm not a big pumpkin guy, but yeah, they make a Jacko something Jacko right there. Jacko right. off or something. Yeah, we're, we're having Sam Adams. Jack? We're jacking off <laughs> Sam Adams next to the nudist park. Yeah, yeah. Sammy Adams. <laughs> Boston's boy. Um, so we, uh, as we were fucking pounding those, we like walk in and and I see the first person I see obviously is Blaze who is now wearing a fedora like on top of his other hat or he had his hat on top of a fedora I'm like what the fuck a fedora on top of his viking hat I was like fuck I need a fucking fedora and he's just like oh this guy's giving away for free it's a Sam Adams rep Charlie and I just happened to buy Sam Adams at Walmart so we get in there we're like oh perfect how do we get one of those he's like oh you just buy some Sam Adams we're like fuck yeah went got a Sam Adams got a fedora and then uh, we started uh, trying to Steal a lot more of his shit. So he had a. <laughs> oh, it, it, it didn't end at fedoras, though. Oh, we, my God. We no. had a. I think you had a, a. What was that? Like an ammo belt, but you yeah. put beers in it? I have a beer ammo belt, which is going to come in absolute handy. A beer mo belt. It, yes, correct. Um, at Thompson this weekend. Uh, sorry to that dude. I'm going to have Bud Lights in it, probably wed. But uh, <laughs> looking forward to that. And uh, so then they had a, they had like these uh, dry fit, like Under Armour style T-shirts, got those. And then he fucking had a bunch of mugs or whatever as well. And uh, Yeah, the, the mugs were supposed to be hidden and like not given away to people. Yeah. And uh, I went up 
to get around. So I think Jay Townsend, he bought like only six podiums, of them. Had only he he got up and got around for everybody. He got like six. He comes back. So I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll get the next one. So I get up after we downed all of those, and the guy's like, what are you getting? I was like, another round. He's like, you getting Adam Adams? I'm like, yeah, that's what we're that's what we're on. He's like, how many are you trying to get? I was like, I don't know, like six. Like, Why so many fucking questions? <laughs> he's like, go sit down. I'll bring them to you. I was like. Are you high right now? I was like, excuse me? Do you ever he's get like, nervous? He's like, no, go watch the races. Go sit down. I'll you bring you around. <laughs> I was like, uh, all right, well, I need to pay the lady. He's like, no, no, no. They gave me enough money to cover this shit. I'm like, okay. Literally sat down. Cuzzo comes back over so that we could probably kick the keg and brings over like six more fucking drinks for, for us. For free. And then proceeds to tell us the other like hidden merch that he has, which now is a competition to get the hidden merch that nobody else can have. You guys are like little kids at the arcade, <laughs> pissing away money to get these stupid prizes. Yeah, thousand percent. Yeah, I will spend five hundred dollars in beers for that three dollar mug that well, nobody so, else can have. So the the fact that he had, first off, you you think of so anyone that knows our buddy Blaze, he's a bit of a uh, nuclear hazard. Yes. Yeah, I a was weapon gonna say to society. loose cannon, also weapon of society. These are all great terms. So. A dart without feathers. He a dart without feathers. He goes up, and apparently the belt. He only had one of them. The 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 feller there, and it says "cheers" in fucking German, but um, it says the, "prost." Yeah. So <laughs> Brad's like, cool. it says Oktoberfest. I'm like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's literally like five slots. Like, the kid couldn't even spell Octa. Uh, but so I, I sat back down or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, I want to get some more shit. I want to get some more shit. He's like, oh, they have this sick belt thing. It's like an ammo belt, but you put beers in it. And I'm like, and you didn't get it? And he's like, no, I said I needed to buy two beers, but uh, you know, I, I, I wasn't really feeling Sam Adams when I was up there. And I was like, what the fuck? So I immediately turn around, run up to the bar. I'm like, oh, so two beers for that? And he's like, He's like, uh, oh, well, we'll see, maybe, maybe. And then the guy in front of me goes, well, I'm buying two beers right now, and I'm buying them before him, so that means I should get it, right? And I'm like, Well, now it's a competition. You. I was like, I just walked up to talk to him. So he's just like, he's like, I'm getting the two right now, and he's pointing at the, the, the two that he just got. He's like, so that's mine. That's mine, right? I get that. And the guy's like, ah, uh, you know, we'll see. And I'm like, what? what? I'll get three. <laughs> the guy's like, well, what if I want to get three? I'm like, what the I'll fuck? I came up here for the fucking belt, you dickhead. <laughs> and he fucking grabs his two, like takes a sip and fucks off. So I grab three, and I'm like, so can I fucking have that? And he's just like, yeah, yeah, you can have it. Sure. <laughs> I just sold that, you five beers on accident. Yeah. Give me the goddamn. So belt. I'm walking around with the fucking belt and all my empty cups in there. Those don't fit. Uh, that looked fucking ridiculous. But so it got to the point in the night where um, I've now consumed fucking eight Sam Adams Oktoberfest just since we got in the bar. And Sam Adams is an adult beverage. Yeah, yeah they're, they're not. Yeah, those are meal beers. They're yeah. not. They're not Miller Lights or anything no. like that. So Bradley now. Bradley now is getting sleepy. Yeah. Oh, very sleepy. <laughs> and very sleepy. And, like, the night before was – it was fun. Like, I think uh, Blaze and I, we uh, shut it down at about 3.30 a.m. And uh, so but we were like, oh, Saturday's usually the night. Like, we'll have a little bit better, you know, more of a party, do whatever. And I had brought beer pong. I brought all the stuff for it. And I was like, oh, I'll set it up when we get back to the camper. But I was, like, in such rough shape. And I was, like, very aware of the rough shape that I was in that I was like – Oh my god, it's like eight o'clock. Like guys, I'm gonna go to bed and uh, you know I'll I'll go take an hour long nap and I will wake up and I'll set up beer pong. We'll get a fire going. We'll we'll make a whole night out of it. Because I've I've quite literally uh, between like Oxford and fucking Stafford and I usually don't go to bed prior star. Don't go to bed before three a.m. So I go back to the camper, put an hour on my timer, take a full on sleep and woke up at four a.m. 
And uh, I had looked down. I had text messages, missed calls. There was a missing persons report. I had an Amber Alert. It was from me. It was fucking weird. Yeah. And uh, went to the gas station the next day. His face was on the milk It was yeah. wild. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Have you seen this boy? Yeah. Jesus Christ, right here. So I legitimately went to bed at eight o'clock at night and uh, missed the whole party. So that was fun. Well, um, for whatever it's worth, you didn't really miss much. Um, the only action that we had was I had to physically pick up Dave Cameron's fire pit while it was on fire still because they parked too close to it and it was like melting the paint off of his lady friend's car but that was warm it wasn't cold uh so we put that there and we're just hanging out Lindsay, by the way super trooper whole weekend like deathly ill like flew like came here friday to pick her up to go to the go-karts she i found her basically face down on the toilet throwing up i'm like oh shit okay but she powered through the whole weekend so we're just trying to hang out for a little bit and after we had almost melted my hand off moving the fire pit, Ryan Green and his crew walks by. I was like, oh, like what, what's going on, pal? He's like, nothing. You know, we're, we're just going to go on tour. So we go on tour. Dead. Dead. Oktoberfest used to be, like, the biggest crazy, like, party scene ever. Like, all the all throughout the whole back corner there on the wood line. Dead. Nothing going on. So I was a little, little weirded out there. But we had a good time anyway. There was an open bar at one of the places, but they were just watching a movie outside there was a lot going on didn't seem very welcoming yeah it was they were yeah they were watching like a it had like a projector deal and they had the canopy with like a sheet on it and they were watching a movie but it had an open bar they tried to get me to do a a fireball shot i didn't do a fireball shot Uh, i think i'd still be throwing up if i did that but interesting well not a lot of partying i didn't miss much i didn't miss a ton so when i woke up they're very confused i woke up first off and it was like 90 degrees in the camper and i had no idea why and i was like oh right i fucking turned the heat all the way up so it would get hot for an hour not a fucking eight hour sleep so (laughs) um woke up turned that fucking that that off and i like as i was sitting there i'm like wow last night must have been crazy because i don't remember going to bed and i stopped and i'm like time is it (laughs) you left before the races were done it's 4 a.m Oh fuck! I just missed the whole party. <laughs> like I went to bed and I missed every everything that might have happened. So uh, that was a bummer, but uh, that's you know made, prob- up, made probably, up for it yesterday. Probably good, yeah. Probably good to uh, have one of those, and uh, definitely made up for it on Sunday. And uh, where, where I woke up, um, obviously pretty early, and just had nothing to do. Luckily enough, there was a football game on at nine thirty, and uh, I allowed Kirk Cousins to make me to make me some money so that I could. Uh, I could go buy some beers in the uh, the old bar there, but we uh, we actually had a pretty decent crew show up, and we were just pounding beers in the uh, camper lot for quite a while because racing didn't go green till two, and um, reserved a table in the bar, got in there, raided, everything was kind of getting rolling, and uh, the uh, there wasn't a Sam Adams guy, there was one of the canteen vodka soda fellers there for a little bit, but he just had black cherry, and black cherry is pretty foul in most I was things. Wondering so. why you guys all had those when I finally made <clears throat> it to the bar. Yeah, they were pretty good. Yeah, I thought well, they were. I don't like a black cherry high noon, let alone fucking canteen. So I figured I would just. I'm yeah, more uh, of a red cherry guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would. Uh, I would just stick to the uh, the old faithful. Get a Bud Light or a Michelob. Play the hits. Wed and uh, yeah. So had a uh, it was a good good little crew of people that showed up on Sunday. Saturday was uh, a little tame. There was uh, a pretty solid chance of rain. It did sprinkle for quite a while, but um, seemed like more people came out of the woodworks on uh, Sunday, and uh, we had a pretty good day. Had. Uh, up the beer sales for sure, and uh, Bobby, you did NASCAR, and and it just uh, seemed like it was a pretty solid day all around. Yeah, yeah so I raced uh, two tracks. I raced on I raced on Saturday. Oh, I didn't yeah. get didn't get to partake in the Saturday festivities with you fellows. We were at uh, the Riverside Speedway and Adventure Park in Groveton, New Hampshire. 
Smack 350 Super Nationals, um, their their biggest race of their year, their championship event. Um, Groveton is very fast. I ran, I was quickest in second practice at an 11-2 around a quarter mile where I didn't lift uh, for a lap, which was a wild sensation. Um, wow. I, can, I can imagine. So, car was really good. Um, basically, there was five of us there that were all really good, and it was going to just come down to the redraw. Which is a lot of it in these cars, and I've been very fortunate to have some good draws lately. I time-trialed fifth. Um, they were redrawing 12. Uh, Kenny White got the pole. He's typically the fastest car in every practice, and um, luckily for the rest of the field, he redrew 11th, which is the worst possible draw. The previous race winner has to automatically start 12th, so Scott Watts had to start 12th. Kenny started 11th. Uh, Richard Eaton drew the pole. Uh, PJ Sturgis drew third, I drew fourth, and of the five cars I just mentioned, Richard Eaton and PJ were two of them, so I knew it was going to be tough, and um, it was, we were all three just even, um, we rattled off the first, it was 60 laps, we rattled off the first 53 without a yellow, Richard never really got more than two or three car lengths ahead of PJ, PJ never really got two or three car lengths ahead of me, and we overlapped everybody but fourth and fifth, um, pretty wild race uh they had their caution on lap 53 the race would have gone green to checkered but uh the green flag fell out of the flag stand and was laying on the racetrack (laughs) and it was there for like three laps and i saw it and i'm like at this point i'm like i just want this race to end like it was pretty evident i really couldn't do anything with pj he was starting to catch rich eaton and i'm thinking all right well if this goes green the whole way then you know maybe we can make something happen but no, they threw the caution, and then uh, Ben Tinker ended up crashing a couple laps later on, so we had a green-white checkered restart, and I got on, I got almost got by PJ, but I was just too tight um, on the short run. He got back by me. So a solid day. I ended up on the podium. It's never a bad day when you finish on the podium in Super Modifieds because you typically made money on the day. So um, pushed it in the trailer, stumbled our way two and a half hours home. On the way to Groveton, we um, Dad's like, oh, I, I got it. You know, I don't, I don't need GPS, so we're we're driving. We're driving. About like when Charlie and I went to the Hunt at 100 last year at Seekonk. <laughs> Dad goes, yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going the right way. Um, which, which phone say? I go, my phone says nothing because I don't have service. <laughs> so, bad time Perfect. to need the GPS. And I'm like, well, technically GPS is satellite. Maybe maybe it'll work. And it kind of did. But um, by the time we figured out that where we'd gone wrong, we were we were a half hour off course. So we ended up having to take this route that this road that was called Route 113. And I'm like looking at it on the map, and I'm like, oh, this doesn't look that bad. Um, the New Hampshire part of 113 was was fine, but you cross back into Maine, you're basically headed parallel with the border of the two states. The main part of 113 might as well be a paved hiking trail. <laughs> <laughs> was not wide enough for two vehicles. Never mind a dually with a 40-foot gooseneck trailer. <laughs> I go, yeah, this isn't exactly the trucking route, Dad. <laughs> um, but it was very pretty, very scenic. <laughs> uh, a lot of turkeys, a lot of turkeys. Um, good thing Thanksgiving is right around the corner. These animals are so stupid, they had to devote an entire holiday uh, around killing them. There's plenty of them in uh, Maine and New Hampshire along the border on Route 113. So a very eventful trip up. Uh, we did not take that way home. That makes sense. <laughs> That's, That's fair. fair. That's fair. 
Yeah. Um, so you did you did good at the uh, the Riversides, and then you, you you flapped again on Sunday. Yeah. So like I said, we had a solid day on uh, on Saturday at Groveton. Um, can't thank Smack and the Humphreys enough for having us up there. It was a good day. Drank some beer. After. How'd you how'd you do in Smack points? I think I ended up tied for fifth with Nettie Humphrey. I at least was sixth, um, which is not bad for missing two races. Uh, we skipped the first two events of the Smack Series this year. So probably uh, would have been in contention for a championship uh, had we run them all, but uh, we'll take that. They do their banquet at General Sports Bar and Grill, which is owned by uh, Ken White and, and their race team. So looking forward to that. Me and Rusty went to that last year, and we both blacked out, and Rusty didn't pay his tab. So <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. They so, love that. Yeah, it was a good time. So, uh, yeah, so got that to look forward to. Went to Lee on Sunday. Lee was a uh, basically star speedway race um, just at a different – property um it was bobby weber sold the tires and the fuel they had all the star officials there tyler morse was on the microphone uh like they had 18 cars show up same thing it was it was uh time trials in the top eight we're going to redraw so my only goal was uh, just a time trial in the top eight and i am not a good time trialer um me the race car combination of both i'm not really sure i just have never never have been a good time trialer and, uh, but I time trialed fifth, which was actually surprising. I went, when I ran my lap, I'm like, ah, oh, that weren't that good of a lap. Um, but we ended up fifth. Mike Nedishin redrew the pole. I redrew outside pole and Mike broke during hot laps. So might as well have redrawn the pole, started on the pole, led the first 25 laps. It was a 50 lap race. Um, started catching lap traffic and, and I knew my car was going away. It was getting real free on corner exit. And, uh, when I was going to lap one of the cars, Jeffrey snuck up underneath me when I was on the outside of the lap car, and I'm like, ah, fuck. Yeah, that's probably this is where this comes to an end. I knew, basically, the only two cars that I knew were better than I was was Mike Nedishin and Jeffrey. You know, Brad, Chase Locke, Ryan Battle, Eddie Whitcomb. I knew we were all relatively close, but I thought I was going to race better than they were, and uh, didn't have to worry about Mike because he broke on the pace lap, and Jeffrey got by me just after halfway, so... Then just became one of those sigh. I'm gonna finish second. Let's just fucking float this ship back to back to port, and that's what we did. Uh, ended up both rear tires were blistered and smoked, so um, lucky to hang on to second. Ryan Battle was third. Jeffrey's younger brother, so I was the only not Battle in the victory lane photo. I uh, good for them. Good kids. Fun racing with those guys. Just not fun getting your dick kicked in by them every week, but. Yeah, I've become quite used to it at this point. Yeah, yeah, second and a third, you can't beat that. But uh, the uh, other than two firsts, of course, <clears throat> you could. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's just it's so hard to win. Um, unless you're Jeffrey, he just blows by everybody like we're tied to docks. But that smack tour deal, it's like I said, there was five of us that were that were really could have won that race. So to to be able to consistently run on the podium like we have this year, I can't complain. I I raced that car twenty times this year, and I had fifteen podiums. It's a lot of trophies, Bob. Two out of the five not podiums were fourth place finishes, so they were damn close. So, I mean, 17 top fours in 20 races, certainly nothing to bitch about. Um, definitely paid the bills, so. Uh-huh. It's good. Solid, solid year. But they also had uh, they had Pro 4 mods. They had uh, the NHSTRA mods. They got uh, late models, and they had super late models. And th- their late well. models are, like, outlawed. Yeah. Charlie Colby's outlaw car. It's beautiful so fucking nice yeah yeah was yeah, was <laughs> yeah uh, the late model race got a little interesting to uh charlie colby i th- assume was probably gonna nvr lift 
Well, yeah. Ricky I, Ricky Bly pretty much dominates those things. Um, I didn't see what happened. I know by the time... Oh, he just didn't even lift. Didn't the, even bother. By the time I drove my car down to tech, went over the scales, came back up, took the carburetor off, got the carburetor checked, put the carburetor back on the car, got a beer, got changed, I had missed nine laps. Yeah. That's a significant amount of time to only run nine laps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, uh, they were getting rough. Uh, Charlie Colby was up front for pretty good chunk of the race and then towards the end um i think ricky bly got around him it was it under i think it was on a restart wasn't it and then yellow came out again ricky bly started up front and then charlie colby just absolutely fucking drove through the back of him just never even attempted to lift going into one drove drove him around he got spun out and then yellow comes out and he drives up next to ricky like he's mad at ricky that ricky somehow took both of them out from the lead which doesn't even make sense um and then they ended up finishing it with a single fire restart and i think uh jimmy Ryder won but um, not in tech we pretty much all knew he wasn't gonna win it <laughs> and yeah. uh, it was kind of a joke so when jimmy came up to the bar after i said did they let you keep it he's like oh fuck no <laughs> so ryan courier he's a um, an ad not guy he ended up inheriting the win three for dale front of the program yeah absolutely bought, bought some merchandise there yeah uh, Friday, Saturday. He did. He, he called portion, me out Saturday on uh, not accepting his Facebook friend request. <laughs> that does happen. And I had to show him that I have like 350 that I haven't. And even worse than that, I don't know yet. if this happens to you guys, but to me, it, they don't. I don't even get the notification anymore. Sometimes I have to. Yeah. I have to physically go look through mine to find out. And I've certainly seen some that I'm like, oh. Yeah, that, that's been sitting there for eighteen weeks. Yeah. I definitely know that guy and talk to him on a regular basis. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've I've had a few of those, so I feel bad because like, like I don't get the notification either. I I just uh, see it every once in a while. It pops up in like a different shade of blue, and uh, there's definitely like usually when they pop up and I don't know the person within two or three weeks, I do know the person. So then uh, about like Bobby said, eighteen weeks. <laughs> Even like I've had like two year ones where like I'm like oh I know that guy now. Adam is a friend. It's like <laughs> oh yeah, Bradley Saucer has accepted your friend request and. Uh, uh, they're like, I, I don't think I sent him one. <laughs> yeah, it's been that long. But uh, yeah, the late models, the late modeling thing, and then the uh, NHS TRA mods and the the Pro Four mods came out. And, uh, I don't remember the three hundred and thirty eight. I think it I was uh, figure out. I, th- I think it was what was it Les Rose? Les was, Rose won the Pro Four mods. Well, no, I don't think he did. Didn't he break? Uh, I think no, he broke while. I leading. guess I, I guess I don't know why I'm saying this. I didn't see it. I was strapped in my car waiting to go. <laughs> oh so. yeah, yeah. I think he broke, and uh, one of the Missouris ended up picking up the win. Well, but um, we talked about this when those were on the track. I see those race once a year. Yeah, I don't know and where it's they at race. Oktoberfest at Leo Say Speedway every year. Apparently, they run other places. I've never seen them. Yeah, but they always bring a thousand of them. Oh, How, shit. You have eight hundred and forty-one. That's a lot. Jesus, that's a lot. Yeah, I don't. I, we were we had this discussion, and it it definitely made sense because i don't remember ever seeing them anywhere else so ever uh, interesting but uh they they do put on a pretty good show so they're fun to watch and um they uh then the 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 bigger mods came out uh and uh looked like well (laughs) that race was so i don't i don't know who needs to have the discussion if it's hoosier if it's these uh, sanctioning bodies but hoosier for the modifieds makes an absolute garbage product and I don't care who I'm offending, who I'm pissing off when I say that. It's trash. If your tire is so soft where you have to yell at the drivers for playing the games, it sort of falls back on the tire company to a certain extent. When you're bringing nothing but soft-ass fucking garbage gumballs for these cars to race on and you expect them to go 75 laps and not have them fucking blister and blow up, 
you have to bring a better product, especially if you want these drivers to run and race the whole race and the whole program. Yeah, like with the tour type modifieds with MRS, like that they, they got six hundred horsepower, so you expect it. But these were crate engine mods, six oh fours. They got four hundred and twenty horsepower, but, and they still couldn't race either. I mean, they're riding around. Jeff Rollins and uh, Jesse Jacobitis got out front early and had a huge lead well, because they, the third place car, I think it was George Helliwell, just let him go. Well, there's two games to be played. Let him go. You either float around quarter throttle for three quarters of the race. Hopefully, a late race yellow comes out and you hammer down and you blow around a bunch of people. Or you go balls out from the green and you lap the entire field and a yellow never comes out. Or it does and the whole field is a lap down anyway. That, it looked like that's, one what, of two that's what Jeff Rollins was. He got out to a huge lead. And Jesse kind of slowly picked him off. Didn't look like he was abusing the car. But... That strategy comes back to bite him when the field wrecks uh, going down the straightaway at quarter speed, and Jesse had nowhere to go and smashed right into a stop car and ripped radiator out of it. So. But you you can see the light switch when when they decide to go. Like George Hellowell, like you said, running third. It's you know they're having a pretty decent green flag run. He He's like three, I'm going. He was three quarters of a lap down at one point, and then ran them back down by like a straightaway, maybe a half a straightaway. The whole time that race was going on. Um, I was telling Abby, I'm like, watch the 25 car. He's going to win this race. And she looks at me funny because he's eighth. Yeah. And Jeff Rollins is like five cars behind him about to overlap him. I'm like, I'm telling you, Brian Roby's going to win this race. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Brian Roby won the race. Not only was he running eighth, but I had him in the race pool. And um, he didn't even look that good when he like went to go. He never does. Well, he, he never looked good even when you could tell that they were all trying now. And then all of a sudden, he just found his way in the lead, and I was like, holy shit. You know, that's... Certainly the race you know, had plenty of cautions that played into his favor, but yeah, yeah I mean, they, they dropped the green. Justin Beecher just looked like Rusty. Right to the fourth groove, right to 18th. Just, <laughs> I'll be last. And as soon as Rollins caught him, he's like, oh, shit, can't get lapped, and he fucking motored back up through the field. Yeah, but, yeah the, the, again... Hoosier or whoever, you're making a shitty ass product. You got to come up with something better so that they can actually. I don't race even know the if it's race. a bad product. It just Lee. It, it's too soft. But Lee is hard on tires. It, we, it is, but we're talking. We very rarely hurt or even use up tires on our cars. And I killed both my rear but tires yesterday. We're talking any track that those any of those series yeah, goes yeah. to, though. It's not. It's not just Lee. Right. The tire is way too soft. It's it, period. Yeah, End of story. It's, you, you, it's putting on a terrible product, and you need to get your fucking shit together because you're bringing garbage to the racetrack. Who's at fault? It's not Hoosier because the series buys the tires. Yeah, but every series is a has agreed to run essentially. From my understanding, they're all running essentially the same tire, so. You can't yeah, you have, have this many people have, bitching about it. I believe it's the M series or the 13 series are the two different modified tires yeah. that they make. But they're basically putting on the same product for every every form of modified race. And I don't know what Stafford runs for weekly tires because I think that their SK lights they they only run like two tires a week. Yeah. So they can't be on that because they would be fucking garbage. Right. So I don't know what they're running, but they need to figure something out. The the even in tour type modified though the the tire games don't ever seem to get played at. Stafford or Seacon. Not to the extent of, you know, Tri-Track or MRS. Lee Lee is absolutely egregious. I mean, he, at Star, there was some guys, you know, Rusty tried to, his normal race strategy at Star, but even at Star, it doesn't really seem like it's as bad. Lee is just so hard on tires. Well, I think you're just, you're carrying so much speed on a pretty banked corner, and it hasn't and been paved for no, ever. No, the pavement. And it's just the cheese grater. The pavement, it's like the asphalt is gone and it's just rock. Yeah, that's left. Yeah, 
The only uh, only thing I had in my notes actually from the rest of the day, Lee, other than we have to talk about the super late models, was that the onion rings there were fucking unbelievable. There was at one point where, and I'm not an onion ring guy. I'm not a fry guy. I'm not an onion ring guy. And I was sitting there like smelling something. I'm like, what is that smell? It smells so good. It's a smelly smell. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It smells that so good. Smell. And all of a sudden, smelly fucking smelly. Timmy comes back with onion rings. And I'm like, holy fuck. Fucking gave one a shot. I'm like, these are the best onion rings I've ever had in my entire life. Um, so say, I don't take as an onion ring guy. I'm not. I'm not. I don't really like that that shit. I like I, the cheese fries. Probably would have been my oh. go-to had I showed up and picked those up, but or uh, showed up and like bought myself something. But uh, when Timmy came back with the fucking onion rings, I was I, like, I don't know what happened to it. But Lee used to have poutine. Yeah, and it was it was in like a cardboard fucking, dog bowl. Oh, it was yeah. so fucking good. But now they have cheesy bacon fries, and they're also. Pretty fucking all right. Now, we got those, I think, the last two times we've been to Lee. Yeah. So good. Shout out to whoever had the Cheez-Its at our table in the bar. That was Lindsay. I ate so many of those during <laughs> the Super Lay Model race. <laughs> we, we went grocery shopping at the gas station, and uh, I think... Oh, you didn't get the fucking... Our, no. Our flavor of no, Cheez-Its. No, I didn't. <laughs> we didn't. But they, I they, remember, what was it? Parmesan par- and cheddar, I, I think. Yeah. But it was like a combo, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. All that. I bought them, and I have no fucking idea what you guys I don't know if about. I was... Like, I don't know. The, I know what you guys are talking about, but I don't know the flavoring. I, if I saw the box, it's the green label. Yeah, green and orange. Oh, they're so fucking good. Um, I don't know if I was just that drunk or what, but I had the entire box that one day. Yep. I think we both did. Yeah, while you were on the phone with the lady at Daytona ordering <laughs> our dual <laughs> tickets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that did happen. But no, uh, Lindsay and I and Bradley was with us. We went grocery shopping at the gas station. She gets a box of cheeses that says family pack on it. Well, she goes to open it up at the racetrack. All they did was just put two bags that were two boxes in one box. <laughs> so that's how the, the two bags got put, tossed around the uh, the bar there. But yeah, cheeses yeah. were a big hit. We uh we did pass around the cheeses and uh, felt bad that we uh, we ended up eating all of Lindsay's cheeses, but uh, felt uh, a little bit less bad when she won the race pool. So we did a super late model <laughs> race pool, and uh, she she was gonna go one two if the yellow didn't come out. Yeah, and so uh, Angelo Belcito, well. Uh, Joe Dwyer went out, went out to the lead pretty early there and uh, was kind of driving away, but Angelo Belsito was on rails. So that that kid's a fucking shoe. Um, there's there's a few there's a few guys that just show up and doesn't really matter what they're driving and they're gonna be at the front regardless. And uh, he's definitely one of them. So I think where it went wrong for Joey Dwyer and Joey Dwyer lately has been the king of Lee. You know, if you, if you're gonna win a race at Lee, he's gonna be one of the ones that you have to go through, but. He is a master of tire conservation and race car conservation. And typically his strategy works best when he's starting out back, mid-pack, whatever, because you have the entire field to kind of gauge off of. Well, this this week, or yeah, yesterday, I guess, he started on pole. And one of the hardest things to do in motorsports is conservation from the lead. And I think that Belcito was just kind of up his ass the whole time. Casey Call made an appearance there too. He was kind of up his ass the whole time. And then he let Belcito go. He let Casey Call go. And then there's kind of a. And, and once the race progresses, you have kind of that like panic of like, do I keep the pace that they're doing? Do I fall back even more? Do I try and stay with them? You know, what, what do you do? And I think that he just maybe used his car up a little bit more than he typically does. But he still finished second. Case. I but. just think Angelo, uh, Nick Cusack finished second. Oh, third. Yeah. Um, I just think Angelo was just that much better than everybody. Nick turned it on late. Um, good run for Nick. I I feel bad for Nick. Um, 
you know, when he's a good race car driver and never got the credit at Beatridge because, oh, his uncle owned the racetrack or his dad, you know, worked in tech and this and that. Well, now he's, he doesn't have the luxury of Beatridge anymore being basically, he, he lived there. Um, and he's had a really good year. He finished second on the Granite State Series um, points to Joey and passed Joey late in the race yesterday to take second. And they had a caution late in the race. And I'm like, well, Nick might have something for Angelo. He did not. Uh, no. Angelo just drove off with the win. But uh-huh. yeah. So good for those guys. Got three friends of the program in the top three. Um, uh-huh. And uh, Evan Boyer, I think, had a really good car too late in the race. He just started deep in the field and couldn't really get there. I think he drove to six. Um, but his car looked like he was as fast as the leaders at the yeah, end. He started out back with like Gary Smith. Yeah, and all I think them, he said he was twelfth or thirteenth. Gary bad, was a cause of one of the yellows, and like you said, Evan drove up to I think it was like sixth yeah. by the end of it. We'd be uh, we'd be remiss not to uh, just go right into the uh, only podiums, podium pals presented by only podiums. Correct. Uh, after uh, three friends of the program for three pals finish on the podium at Lee, uh, I. I got a list. Uh, th- these are tough because I usually start my lists on Friday and forget. Yeah, uh, I to got keep, none this to keep week. Doing. I didn't get a chance well, to write you, any you down, keep doing so. it. You're leaving something out, too, though. It, it, only podiums, Jay Townsend. Yeah. One of the goodest puppers of all time. That oh. dog was just... Apache is her name. Great, and she is just a sweetheart. Kid. Jay was pushing Justin Harris's super around with a golf cart all day Sunday. That dog just sat shotgun on that golf cart. No leash, no fucking seatbelt, nothing. Yeah. Just along no. for the ride. Where the, are we going, Dad? The greatest <laughs> kid. And I was like, because yeah, I've never seen a dog that acted that well behaved before. Like, I literally ever. Like, that was the best behaving dog I've ever met. And I was like, damn, dude. Like, you're making me want to get like a fucking German Shepherd right now. And he's like, dude, get something. And he's like, I'll train it for you. And I completely forgot that he like trained dogs and stuff. And like, that's how the dog acts. So yeah, well. he doesn't just make but, sweatshirts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, well, he's, he's terrible at that. Cause he gives them all away. <laughs> yeah. I think he does pretty. All right. Yeah. The, uh, so my list is, is uh, pretty much mostly Friday drivers. Um, Alexandra Fern, uh, won the, uh, limited late model race at Stafford. Tyler Chapman won the SK Lights. Dave Cameron uh, won the Black Flag Podcast Ridge Runner race at twice. Uh, Lee. Yeah, he did that twice. Second time for uh, 100 extra bucks. Started at the back. That was pretty impressive. Steve uh, Dickey was a little upset that uh, we got credit <laughs> for that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was. Well, <laughs> Andy Austin. So I texted Andy Austin. I said, because uh, <laughs> we go back and forth when he's announcing at Lee and we're in the bar. And I said, hey, you know, Dave Cameron's going to take the tail for an extra $100. And he's like, so the Black Flag Podcast is giving him the $100, right? And I said, yes. And then waited a second. I said, and Synergy Side Works. Tough. Um, So, yeah, Brian Narducci uh, finished on the podium at Stafford in the SKs. Uh, George Bissett did as well in the SK Lights. Travis Haidar, Ryan Kuhn picked up the win. We already talked about that. Spencer Morse won. We already talked about that. And Matt Swanson. Uh, finished third in the big block at Thunder Road, so that was all. Uh, that's uh, all Friday. My, my podium pals are me, me, and the stuff we just talked about. Um, Swanee got third. Cool. Yep, yeah. he finished Fuck third. Yeah, driving the Howie Lane number ninety-seven. He'll be in it again at Thompson this weekend. Um, That'll get his attention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Thompson, you go one hundred and sixty miles an hour in a super modified. That's not slow. Nope. From my understanding. The only time I've ever gone faster is in an airplane. I'm no paleontologist, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that's I went fast. that fast once on a motorcycle, and that's in the garage still. That's uh, silly. Yeah, it was dumb. Um, 
But yeah, is that it for the weekend? Synergy sign works. Uh, Chris Pelkey won the milk bowl. Oh, yeah, yeah that was, yeah, that was the only other note. <laughs> My notes are literally onion rings at Lee, unreal. Chris Pelkey, unreal year at Podium Pals. So, yeah. Uh, I, yeah the, I had some weapons. The uh, the segment deal with the milk bowl is a little weird and hard to follow through, but uh, I know that Chris Pelkey, I think he won the first stage, finished like 17th the, in the, the second milk one. The milk bowl is unique in the fourth. fact that you do not have to win a single race and you could still win the milk bowl. Yeah. He did win the first segment, though, at least. He did. Yeah. And he, uh, not only did he win the Milk Bowl, he's also, he won the championship this year and, uh, just has had such an unreal year. Um, one of the, one of the, one of the good guys, I guess. The, uh, he, he likes our show. He, uh, likes to crush beers and, uh, we like both of those things. So. And he's now kissed a cow. Yeah. Yeah. So. Haven't we all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was funny. I actually had a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had, uh, Snapchat memory that came up yesterday, the day that he did uh, win the Milk Bowl of uh, last year, Jason Corliss uh, yelling in his face um, during karaoke. So uh, a couple prolific guys in the uh, late model ranks up there in uh, that region. But good for Chris Palkey. Looking forward to uh, getting to the uh, opening day deal that they fucking do there. Hopefully I'll uh, have a camper on premises and uh, be able to indulge in some uh, cold Bud Lights with uh, the Palkey crew. Wed. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, Bob, you had some weapons, huh? A few. Um, my first one was the Miami Dolphins uh, <laughs> tr- neuro trauma consultant. Yeah. I watched the highlights from Stafford, um, number 20 in the late models. I don't know who it is. I'm sorry um, if you like our show, but he full-on crashed about six minutes after they were done crashing. Um, so that dude was a weapon. Oh, was that the dude that drove over Michael Bennett? No, no, that wow. was, uh, I don't know. I was going to say, that happened pretty quick. But. Green number four and somebody else got together. Andrew Moeller was a part of it and he stopped. And I think he was going to be okay until this dude arrived oh, and okay. just fudge packed him. Uh, um, I was going to say, I missed the, I, I figured it happened in that wreck because, uh, that wreck took out a whole bunch of cars. Yeah. Um, anyone who shared the photo of Daytona Beach, or I'm sorry, Daytona Speedway from 2009 being flooded, saying it was from this past week's hurricane, uh, you're a weapon. And <laughs> the last one has nothing to do with racing, but this dude uh, in a fishing tournament oh, yeah. got <laughs> caught putting lead balls in his fish. They found, I think, eight pounds of lead he had stuffed these fish with. And I love... They just shamed the man. Oh, my God. Bad. Just 40 or 50 old white men or middle-aged white men standing in a circle, cell phones out, yelling obscenities at this guy. That was his fucking cheater, you fucking scumbag, you piece of shit. How many fucking times have we done this, you fucking cheater? You got a fucking boat. Fucking 300. How much money you win? How much money you been winning while you're cheating? Fucking everyone's just screaming like, this is the closest you're going to get to public lynching. Yeah, it's the closest (laughs) you're going to get to the fucking olden days meet at city center. Fucking grab your stones. They and they just let the guy have it, and I loved it. I don't know anything about fishing other than I don't know that he could ever fish again. No, God, no. Well, so the he not only he had won like over three hundred thousand dollars and like a free boat, like and he's been I guess doing this for quite a while, and people were like on it on his uh, tail, and so 
uh, yesterday I was sitting at the bar at Lee and like I was just doing the scroll through Facebook and for some reason that was a suggested video for me and I'm like what the fuck like what have I ever um, made it known that I was interested in a fishing tournament so I like watched it loosely and like saw it and then I was listening to part of my take today and they brought it up and they talked about it so I went like down like a rabbit hole and just looked at every video that I could find and I mean there's people there with like cameras like right in this guy's face and this guy's just like fucking white as a ghost just like holy shit he just stood there and <laughs> took it I mean what, what else are you gonna do well the, and so they had weighed their fish. I actually watched like an alternate version and they weighed their fish and they had like already packed their shit back up and started walking out. And right as they do, like another couple guys comes over to the guy that was like conducting the whole fucking deal. And is just like, Hey, like got to check those, like whatever. Like he's basically trying to get them to check them. And so then the guy goes, Hey, uh, fucking Cody or whatever the fucking guy's name is like, Oh, bring, bring those back. And they brought them back. And like fucking the guy that like is checking them, like gets up and he's just like, there's weights. And then everyone just fucking lays in. <laughs> Got something you like to add, Charlie? <laughs> everyone just fucking lays in and just, yeah, just going off on this guy. So, yeah, definitely a weapon material there for sure. But uh, we do have some Patreon questions from the pals. Uh, Scott Fowler, what, uh, what, what's the reason behind the, the car number you guys run? And why do black olives come in a can and green olives come in a jar? So I run number 13 <laughs> now. Basically, uh, my dad was 31, and I ran 31 for a while, but I was like, I don't know. It doesn't really owe me anything. I never had much luck. So when my grandfather passed away in 2019, um, I didn't really know how to honor him. I ran 31 that year. 2019 was probably statistically my worst year as a driver. I think I had one podium all year. Christ, I had more podiums in the last 48 hours than I did all of 2019. And just was like, I need something different. So in 2020, um, I changed it up to 13 with green. That was my grandfather's last, you know, basically the majority of his racing career, but his last number was 13 in green. Um, and it's been pretty good to me. So I'm stuck with it. Bradley? Uh, I actually have no reasoning behind me picking 19 other than the fact that uh, I've, as a NASCAR fan, was always a big fan of the number nine uh uh, junior motorsports font back in the day so uh, i don't remember who was driving the car at the time but i know uh my first car that i owned a subaru i had a uh, number nine sticker uh, on on the back of it so i remember i was driving through the hills of pittsburgh or uh, driving to i think maybe darlington so i was driving somewhere and i called and uh i uh, asked to reserve the number nine for the mighty trucks the next year beatridge and uh, i've been following beatridge for basically my whole life there hadn't been a nine um at least in jv for quite a while and um so i'm like all right yeah you know and the lady's like yeah we uh we already got a nine yeah you gotta pick something else and i was like what the fuck like <laughs> I, like literally like turned to like everyone that was in the car with i was like well what do i do now like i was gonna be number nine like, like now i can't be number nine and uh so i just ended up i was like yeah, is 19 available they're like yeah I'm like fucking whatever so that's why I was 19. That was easy. Uh, for me, uh, I've never seen a picture of it. Uh, we've I've, I've gone over that story a couple times. But my grandfather's car was a 1938 Ford Business Coupe that he ran at Norwood Arena and the Medford Bowl. Uh, it was number 55 because he had um, a pedal car when he was a youngster, and that was his favorite toy, and it had a 55 on it. So his real race car became a 55. My father was 23 because he was born on December 23rd. Um, so after a couple of years of saving up bottles and cans to buy our first go-kart, 
Um, my father made the call to Joe Pastore Sr., uh, who was running Southern Main Karting Incorporated at the time. And a question was asked that I wasn't really prepared for, and it was, what number do you want to be? And I was like, oh, fuck, I hadn't really thought about it What's yet. the first one available? <laughs> one. I'll take it. No, it, it wasn't even <laughs> that. Um, uh, and I, I knew that I didn't want to be... I didn't want to do like the just the run the same thing as my dad. I wanted to be my own person. Um, and contrary to popular belief, as much as I love Chris Smith and as much as uh, I, I grew up watching him work out of the same garage as my dad at one point in time, uh, the one came to my mind first because my mother, when I was little, um, going through hockey and everything, and you know her pep talk to me was always, "There's only one number one," and that was the first thing that came to mind. I said, "I want to be the one." They said it's available, and that's what I have been for the last. 22 years now. Neat. Uh, Adam said, uh, Bobby, with that yellow Ultramax becoming available for probably pennies on the dollar, is it time for that long overdue return to, uh, return of the uh, Atlantic City school system ride? <laughs> so 20, 2012, I raced champ cards for Kevin Nobley and Adam Gage in Atlantic City. And Ultramax, for some reason, champ cards always just look the same. And then Phantom and Ultramax just were like, let's get wild and just come up with the stupidest looking shit ever. So they their their champ cart, you know, typically the down tubes are like at a forty five degree angle, like your sprint car or would be no. They just were like, nope, ninety. It's gonna be ninety degrees, and it looked like a fucking school bus. Mm-hmm. And the running joke was, oh, Timmons is gonna take the kids to school and all. And <laughs> first. For stupid as that thing looked, fifteen thirty nine. In my head, I I psyched myself into saying that because I'm saying, "Don't say that! Don't say that!" For as stupid as that thing looked, it actually went pretty good. And if I had any driving talent, I probably would have finished up front. I'd driven from sixteenth to eighth in like three laps, and then stuffed the thing into a tractor tire in the infield and took myself out. Um, so JP Curry. Uh, had showed me this go kart. I don't even. It might be the same one. I don't know, but it's an Ultramax uh, eccentric. To, and looks like a school bus, and I think it has yellow body panels. He's like, <laughs> he's like. Uh, I don't even remember what happened. I was pretty drunk when this when this in, uh, interaction went down. But he basically said he was going to buy it for me to run Atlantic City. So, <laughs> so Adam, you're we may be making a comeback. Probably not. I'd really, if I'm going to race anything in Atlantic City, um, it's going to be a slingshot or a TQ. Slingshot, fuck it. Yeah. I say we just get like five slingshots and see what the fuck happens. Whoever lands at the grandstand first wins. Oh, those things are so dumb, but they Damn. look so fun. <laughs> uh, Woody Pickett said top or bottom and carrot cake or banana bread. Um, short track baker, he texted me today. He's going to Thompson. He said make sure we have a toaster in the camper for his banana bread. It's best when toasted and lightly buttered. That's perfect because uh, actually I had a very, very short list of shit I needed to pack for Lee. A toaster was on that list because I bought a whole thing of bagels that I had no way to cook. And uh, I actually completely forgot the fucking toaster, so I was just eating bread the whole weekend. So, so you need me to bring my the toaster. toaster. No, the toaster <laughs> is on the, the uh, schedule of events to uh, make an appearance at the camper this uh, coming weekend. So um, it, that being said, had if I had to choose, probably a carrot cake. Um, and, uh, depends on the position. I'm bottom all the time. Catfish motherfucker. <laughs> it's just lazy, Bob. Uh, <laughs> well, what are you talking about? Wait, uh, you're not trying to sell t-shirts. I've never been any good at it. <laughs> I sell um, t-shirts. Uh, as much as I love a carrot cake, I would have to go with, uh, not much beats, a, a nice buttered up banana bread for sure. 
and um, middle. <laughs> Wait, man. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> fucking someone's been at the Cedar fucking Hill Nudist Park. Ayo. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that was it for Patreon questions. So uh, I, uh, I, I, never gonna believe this, but uh, I lost, uh, lost BFP picks with uh, Cody Shane Ware. You, uh, not, not by much. Yeah, tough. <laughs> so uh, the NASCARing did do a happening, and uh, we uh, we actually watched a good amount of the uh, truck <laughs> race. Actually, NASCARing did and, do uh, a happening. Yeah. So uh, we were watching the truck race, and we had turned it on right about as uh, Jordan Anderson about to cap him, decapitated himself live on national television. I didn't uh, know whether to be so. impressed by that or call him a moron. Uh, I if don't you're know on fire, I, you'll do some shit. I, I don't think that I would call him a moron. No. And it, um, it I mean. But, He's a professional race car driver. He knew what he was doing. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, like, that wasn't... I don't... It at, at first glance, I'm like, holy fuck, that was stupid. And then I'm like, I I think he knew that the wall is the same height as the door, so I think I'm going to be okay here. Uh, uh, I have I have been on fire. I have been on a race... Uh, yeah, on. I've been in a race car. I've never been... Well, that's not true. I, I've never been in that exact circumstance. He was burning. He, he was on fire. Um... I don't. I don't disagree with what he did. I mean, you don't. You're not going to sit there and wait. I don't think. But it was pretty close. It came very, very close. Could have been yeah. a lot worse. Yeah, it yeah. might have even helped him get out of the window. It did kind of just yeah. projectile <laughs> him out of the window and yeah. just he boop on top of the wall. Um, yeah, so I haven't was, seen any updates, but he was uh, awake and alert. Second but, degree burns on his hands and neck. Um, he went to a Birmingham hospital nearby, but uh, I think he's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the that trend was, of fire continues, and I don't like it. No, it's been a it's been a issue, very uh very uh, big issue lately. But um, driver safety in general in the NASCAR ranks seems to be uh, at an all time high right now. Alex Bowman had to sit out a week uh, for a concussion in a wreck that was not that bad um, no. to the eye. Obviously, you back it in in anything, you hit your head off the back of the seat. We kind of touched on it last week, but it hurts, and Al- that's what Alex did at Texas. He backed it in. Didn't look that bad, but uh, he's out for last week, probably this week too. I mean, he, like you know, Kurt Busch still probably not coming back this year. It's uh, tough on these drivers. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we missed the end of the truck race, and we missed uh, most of the Xfinity race. We watched a little bit of uh, the finish of the uh, Xfinity race on my phone in the bar, but um, the uh, the Cup race though that was. Um, so before the race started, I was sitting out at the camper. I'm like, oh, who do who do I want to bet on today? And like, you know, when I think of plate racing, I think of you know Ryan Blaney being really good. I think of uh, I think of Eric Jones being a sneaky good restrictor plate guy, and uh, Chase Elliott. So, and Bubba. Um, but so we're sitting out at the camper, and I'm like, oh, you know, I want money on football. Like, let me put some money on. Uh, I put money on Ryan Blaney to finish in the top three, and Eric Jones and Chase Elliott to finish in the top five. Well, um, sometimes I am good at gambling, I guess, or just knowing what's generally going to happen. And uh, just so happens that uh, the whole last lap after I took the white, coming down the back stretch, going into three and four, it was uh, Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, and Eric Jones in the top three. And I'm like, holy fuck, I am going to be filthy rich. Uh, and then someone snuck by Eric Jones. Uh, he uh, got thrown three wide um, by, uh, I believe, Ross Chastain, and uh, he ended up finishing six. So that was tough. Missed that by one spot, but got the other two bets uh, in. Chase Elliott picks up the win, and uh, in a race that seemed like it was uh, un- 
Talligator like they I guess they must have uh, known that they you know tend to get hurt now when they wreck shit because they didn't really wreck a lot of shit at least it didn't look like it when they came to the finish and they had what looked like the whole field um, two by two coming to the line so uh, but yeah my guy uh, Cody Ware didn't pull through did race with a broken foot yeah that did happen uh, so. I had uh, Brad Keselowski I finished 24th and I left the recording a week ago and I went Fucking! I was super unprepared, and I'm like, "Why the fuck didn't I pick Ross Chastain?" And that would have been a good move because he finished sixth, but it didn't uh, pan out. Charlie had the 45 of uh, Daryl Wallace Jr., and uh, he finished 16th. So Charlie won picks this week. Um, Very typical me winning with a 16. We are now tied at 66. Brad's lead is closed up to 20. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he's got 46 points, and uh, we're at the Roval this week. Uh, but before we move on to the Roval, how was Mr. Puskas's pooping at Talladega, Charlie? Well, that's a uh, funny ass, Bob, because we do have a new one from uh, the Talladega Garages. This is coming straight from Chris Puskas. He is the engine tuner for the number two cup car driven by Austin Sindrick and owned by Roger Penske. So here it is, the official Puskas pooper review, Talladega Garages, 8.1 out of 10. Mildly spacious with an above-average construction, stainless hardware, and polished concrete floors. Properly elevated toilet and two-ply TP make this one a must-see. Could use some music or a bit more airflow to make this one a home run. Going to tell the people on the boulevard about this one and suggest if they have any... Any Jordan Anderson shits coming that's uh, on fire and ready to fly out. (laughs) This is the spot to be. Might remodel one of the spare bedroom bathrooms at home to look like this and give it the Dega vibe. Pretty sporty. Uh, Talladega Garage is 8.1 out of 10. That's, uh, that's going to be up there. Uh, Puskis Pooper Review. Interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't have uh, I wouldn't have gathered that out of Dega. So uh, I will, uh, going to uh, picks this week at the Roval, I will take the 19 of Martin Truex Jr. I was really hoping you'd take, like, Joey Hand or the <laughs> or the Russian guy or Connor Daly or something. Uh, you almost yeah. should just take Connor Daly because you wanted to get him on the show that one time, even though he made fun of me on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I Did you deserve it, Bob? No, I didn't even. It was Pat McAfee. <laughs> I just was reciting what Pat said. And he got mad at me for it. I'm like, He's your friend. What are you fucking yelling at me for? Oh, I uh, I'm at a crossroads here. I I've. I've at least done the research. I have the numbers in front of me of the guys that I can use for the rest of the season. The Roval is one of those races where there's like three dudes on my list of cars I can still use that I should really only use them at the Roval. So I don't know. Basically at a coin flip between two... (laughs) That fucking Austin Sindrick. I'll take Tyler Reddick. Couldn't decide between Cindric or Mi Amigo. That would have been a good one. Or Ryan Blaney. I cannot use Blaney anymore. Yeah. So, uh, this uh, episode is brought to you by Hudson Speedway. Uh, They have their Hudson Hugger. Uh, I don't know what annual it is, but uh, it's got to be at least... Uh, Fourth or fifth, it's, anyway. It's at least an annual, Charlie. Uh, it's not an mm-hmm. inaugural one, but uh, they got their uh, V8 Run With Your Brung. Uh, it's a 3,000 to win show. Sunday, October 16th, the green flag drops at 1.05 p.m. They also got 1v1 drags, the Ladies Enduro Pro V8 Enduro and KOH four-cylinder Enduro uh, a Hudson Hugger that uh, that always gets the people... Uh, 
out in, in droves. They uh, they they pack that place for that uh, that uh, event. They the uh, only chance you can see a street stock run to the side of a super modified. Yeah, yeah. For for those that have never been, it is pretty fucking wild. The race has three rules. It must be a V eight. It must start itself, and yeah, I think you have to have a helmet. That's about it. Yeah, it must be safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's about it. Um, it's a certainly a wild event. You see some uh, wild things, uh, such as Jeremy Davis's creature that he brings once in a while. But you also see cars that uh, I just died a little bit. Yeah, like <clears> ben, <throat> ben has his Florida mod out there. Um, there's there's like a Josh Carey brought his SK light a couple years ago. Johnny Burke normally fields a super modified. Um, they've had all kinds of engine problems this year. That 01 car, so I don't know if those guys will be there or not. But Johnny well, Johnny's won it twice, and I think was going to win it for a third time last year, and got wrecked by a street stop. Well, so. I think that one of the rules has been revised. Not only must it start itself, but it must self propel as well. Yeah, too. Johnny found a loophole um, <laughs> that the first year it started itself, but it had no way to get going, and so they, uh, like you said, revised the rule and. With a distributor that has a compression relief in it, a, a starter will start a crate engine or a small block in gear. So that's what he does. It He literally just clicks it in gear and f- presses the button, and it drives itself away. <laughs> Pretty wild. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's like three and a half rolls now. Yeah. It's, so, uh, it's an event that you're not going to want to miss. And uh, I did uh, believe I heard a rumor that there, there may be a bar that will be opening that day. So... Uh, another With. another reason to make it on out to uh, Hudson Speedway on October 16th. That's not this coming weekend, but it's the, uh, the one after that. Yeah, we are uh, big fans of Ben. Ben's big fans of ours. And, Sponsors uh, Charlie and I. Speaking of Ben, uh, some things may be happening with uh, Lee uh, coming up here pretty soon. Yeah, he owns it now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, there might be another... Uh, Allegedly. Ta- tavern of sorts. Yeah. Um, with... Uh, Maybe flags hanging off of it. And yeah, yeah, selling we're, beer. We're uh, we're looking forward to extending our partnership that uh, was already in there or uh, there with uh, Lee and Hudson. Basically, uh, Ben Bosowski is the fucking man. Correct. That's what we're saying. Yeah. That's Fuck it. yeah, we do love us. Fuck yeah, Ben Bosowski. Um, and uh, so before we get going, the uh, got a pretty big weekend on tap. Thompson actually. World Series. Boy, uh, can I not wait for this weekend. So We uh, are going to make sure that the beer stand stays in business. It it has been like such a drag. The whole every every uh year, I guess, since we've started this deal, especially the last two. Uh, I remember going into this year, I was like, ah, oh, you know, this year you're probably gonna hang around at home a lot and you know, kinda not really do anything and you know, just uh at least cut back. So I I did like, you know, eighty fucking days of the racetrack last year and uh did pretty much just about the same this year uh i would have to assume so um it's been a drag and uh, i've been looking forward to this event specifically not because it's the last big event of the year but because uh big event season at thompson and at stafford are uh can't miss tv so uh looking forward to the thompson world series this weekend i'm gonna be heading down there on thursday night gonna go uh get the camp all parked and uh go and enjoy a nice indulgent meal at the clubhouse and uh then i wake up on thir- on uh, friday have a full day of uh doing a little bit of nothing and uh got a tea time with uh some of the fellas ryan blanchard uh george Bissett, and uh Georgie. yeah the mad pup we're gonna uh we're gonna get mad on the golf course so uh, looking forward to that and uh and just three days of racing Three days of racing, uh, all capped off with the uh, NASCAR Wheel of Modified Tour race uh, on uh, on Sunday. But a whole bunch of modifieds. They got uh, super late models in the act. Uh, Saturday is going to be quite the show. Uh, looking forward to that. They got 100 laps for $10,000 in the uh, 
tour type fucking modifieds or whatever they mostly are, ride series is on friday night street stocks uh, open on friday night as well um the outlaw open mod saturday super modifieds like you said pass act all that stuff i'll be headed down friday at some point i don't know when um not really in any rush uh to get down there but i'll be there friday for the events friday night and uh probably will be the guy who leaves with 25 laps to go in the wheel and tour race on sunday to be traffic Yep, I won't have to do that because I will be staying Sunday night into Monday, Monday being a holiday. Uh, I typically work every single holiday. Monday is is a uh, holiday. This is not going to be one of those days. It's Indigenous People's Day, Charlie. Have some culture. Yeah, it's... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's the people that were already here before that other fucking dickwad showed up. It's day. the it's it's like the plot of Yellowstone. They're gonna take our fucking land. You know what's funny is I was sitting there like thinking today. I was like, I have, I don't. Everyone's watching the fucking Dahmer doc and all this shit. And like I it's haven't fucked. watched. I haven't watched. Yeah, weird. Fuck. What do you mean the no guy, shit? The guy that <laughs> ate people isn't normal. <laughs> it's I don't fucked. I we we watched the first one just before this started. It's. I can't believe the people are like fuck. just like Dahmer's getting this much play now. They've had like eleventy four fucking documentaries made about it. Yeah, I've heard three different true crime podcasts about it. Like yeah. I know what he did. Yeah. I've heard it all. Yeah, I've watched a full documentary already on Netflix about it, like fucking last year, two years the, ago. Or the like Ted that. Bundy one was pretty fucked up too, the yeah. Zach Efron deal. Yeah. 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 But so like the I was thinking about that today, just the Real handsome son of a bitch, that having, Ted Bundy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he was. Real Jeffrey Dahmer not so much. Um no. And uh, so I'm like, yeah, I haven't really watched anything on you know Netflix, like a TV show or something like that. I was like, what have I watched? Like, I, I don't think I've watched like a TV show or really anything for like over a year. And I started thinking, I'm like, oh, no, I watched all of Yellowstone. And then I was just sitting there and like I was looking at my computer just so zoned out in the fog all day. And I'm like, they're going to take our fucking land. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there like saying it to myself. Just like absolutely oh, can't ru- wait. ruined that show for me. No, no, it can't. I just I can't wait for it to come back. That's such a phenomenal show, but that right, very but much as the plot. Any t- any the time premise is just they're gonna five take seasons our of fucking land. <laughs> gonna take our fucking land. <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> oh boy. Can't wait to watch the uh next No, they're gonna up. take our land. <laughs> they're gonna take our fucking land. Ah uh, Episode one eighty five or seven, Jesus Christ, one eighty. Yeah. Um, also, ability um, was before we before we close out. Just uh, I know Scott listens to the show, so Scott Martell, um, one of my sponsors, Martell's Automotive. His dad Jim passed away last week, um, so thoughts are with him. Jim was a hell of a dude. Um, when my dad was racing in Florida back in nineteen ninety two in Volusia, when Volusia was asphalt. Um, the last night of racing, you know, dad tells the story. He had just enough money to pay the tolls and the gas to get home. And he absolutely demolished his car, de- demolished the racetrack, injured a couple spectators. Like, it was bad. And uh, he still remembers Jim came down and gave him $200. And uh, so dad's always been a fan of the Martells, and Scott Martell's a big help to me. So just think about him. Episode 187. Yeah. We'll see you next Tuesday. Let's get beat up. Actually, we'll see you at fucking Thompson. You better come to Thompson. People are like, what, what else would you be doing this week? Basically, if you're not at Thompson, Thompson, you're a cunt. We have had Correct. a request from a driver that wants to be on episode 188 specifically and that Why? is racing at Thompson this weekend. Maybe we bring the mics down? We could probably make that happen. Potentially. Yeah, that was part of our text exchange. I can't wait to interview Dale Jarrett. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Junior? Same Dale? guy. Dale? Same guy, yeah. All right, we'll see you next Tuesday. Race car, race car, here we go, race car.